On today's episode of Yours Mentally, we talk about unconditional love. We discuss where our idea of love comes from, early attachment styles, what our views on unconditional love is, and lastly, we talk about what's important in a relationship. Now, without further ado, let's get right into the episode. So, on today's episode, where we discuss unconditional love, uh, Ria, my first question to you is: Where exactly does your idea of love come from? Um, okay, so I just want to start off by expressing that I'm not an expert on relationships or love. The topic itself is universal and has been spoken about extensively. I'm just here to share my perspective as a practicing psychologist and more importantly as a person in a long-term heterosexual monogamous relationship. Mm-hmm. Um so when you talk about lo- love, I think that you're referring to the idea of romantic love. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So this one is a bit tricky. I say this because I consider the idea of love in relationships to be um ever evolving. It has changed with a time from when I was let's say a young girl to a college student to one year ago and possibly even yesterday and it evolves based on things I read here and experience. So as of today and this moment my view is that love uh, is a verb. It's an act. you learn to to love and to receive of course it may come more naturally than learning an instrument for instance and that's because from the moment we're born we are wired for connection through our attachment system but nevertheless to love uh, is something we intentionally do we wake up and we decide to love our partners and that could mean different things uh, in the kind of relationships you're in it's not just a feeling that sweeps you off your feet um what do you think I feel I agree with you definitely and like my idea of love like I'm way younger than you right so yeah. my my idea of love comes very differently like from movies songs books and all of that that's where I pick up uh, love from but I I I honestly and personally I feel I can never really know or claim that I love somebody until like we're together till the end like till my last breath I'm with that person like that one person I don't think I can claim that I love them because people say that when you love someone you give them your all but I feel like we don't know our all ourselves to give them our all mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so I feel yeah I mean definitely my idea of love comes like from many different places but I do not think I can ever love somebody like I have been in relationships right before mm-hmm. and I've claimed that I have loved my partner but like recently like very recently like last year only i'd say i realized that i i don't think i loved any of them like it was it was not it was anything but love is what i'd say it was so yeah i think love is not um, easy it's not something that you know you can just say to anybody i feel like you said it's 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 not uh, easy it, it is complex so yeah that's my idea of love Okay. I mean, thank you for sharing. I guess what you were saying also, you know, this idea of unconditional. I really am still trying to make sense of that term, mm-hmm. but I think um a lot of what you said uh, goes back to conditioning. I mean, we're conditioned to believe so many things about love. Um for me, I was so enticed by the idea of romantic love and monogamous relationships, the kind mm-hmm. you like you said you see in books, movies and shows, the big gesture moments and the adventure yeah. that results in this amazing relationship that goes into a happily ever after. And you know there is some truth in it, but for the most part um I think it's bullshit. 
Uh, I think the idea of love itself has been commercialized. It's almost viewed as a product, and we've created uh-huh. like a social narrative uh, around it, what it's expected to be. So we see, for instance, a heterosexual relationship where the girl or guy chase each other, relate to each other in these really unhealthy ways. There's a moment of honesty, maybe some hot sex, and then the mm. happily ever after. And it's so contradictory. from what many people like you may experience but our conditioning is so deep that instead of thinking hey this doesn't really make sense so this doesn't relate or resonate with me we question mm-hmm. if there's something wrong with us or the person or our relationship or even you know how we experience love in that relationship and it's a really confusing space to be mm-hmm. yeah i mean i agree with you like like i spoke you know it's all it's all portrayed like it's perfect but it is bullshit i think i i I agree with you. Like in movies, they portray love to be like you know something that's very easy. It they make it look like easy, like it's easy and stuff, and you know anybody can get it. But I don't think it's that easy. Like I feel my uh, like I, I myself, I'd say, is mm. like in so many movies, like you know you'll see them uh, say things like if you were meant to be, you'll end up together and all of that. And I think if you believe in that, then you start making yourself do things to end up with that person who. has probably left you like and no yeah i mean sorry sorry i'm interrupting you go ahead yeah yeah no, no, the, yeah the saying it bullshit like they 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 just show that you know it's so easy it's it's going to be like a cake walk for you it's it's not and these kids like even in so many indian movies i don't know why why do they define love as something as like making out sex going out on dates that's what they define love as for some reason like the other day i was watching this movie half girlfriend uh, it's chetan bhagat's uh, book also book, if, hmm. yeah so th- i remember this guy he says that if you really want to know if a girl loves you or not call her to your room and see if she has sex with you like oh my god how terrible how exactly grossly exactly. misinformed and imagine if kids are watching that movie okay i'm 18 now I, i and i know i'm informed about stuff around me so i know that is not right but if some someone 12 or 13 what is it they are going to grow up with that mindset now that if a girl loves me she should have sex with me because kids get influenced by movies like i told you when i myself got influenced by movies so that's yeah. what yeah i mean no one uh, ever thought that love would be in work uh, <laughs> except those who are in love with relationships but you know if something goes wrong in the relationship it's almost like you'd uh, give it up to find something better and i'm not saying that we shouldn't get what we deserve i'm saying that i think many of us may not have the patience to figure out what love is and how it's experienced for us and like i said largely because of our conditioning and our early attachment experiences mhm right uh, can you explain more in detail about these early uh, attachments Yeah so uh, I've actually been doing a lot of reading around this and I hope you find it interesting but our uh, early attachment experiences with our primary caregivers and this could be your mother father grandparent form our framework of love and relationships so for instance how did we experience love as a child what are the relationships we saw growing up how did they inform our idea of love what did we have to do to receive love you know did you see your parents make time for each other did they divide tasks could they look to each other for support uh, display affection for each other um so things like this and i was actually discussing this in supervision yesterday but the maternal function uh, plays such a crucial role in developing our mind like through our caregiver's capacity to love 
we learn to love you know they train our attachment system mm-hmm. so when our caregiver let's say our mother responds to us in like a reliable and sensitive manner we form beliefs of the relationship in the world we think the world is safe it's predictable people are inherently good i can trust others tell them my needs this person will respond to my needs and be there for me and this gives me the confidence to kind of go and explore the world around me and you may experience this actually even in adolescent and adult relationships too so if you feel safe and secure you have much more energy to focus on other aspects of yourself and attend to the world around you if you don't necessarily feel safe and secure a large amount of time and thinking capacity is spent on figuring out how to achieve safety and security in the relationship does that make sense yeah 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 it does i mean i've actually studied part of this in yeah. theory so I, yeah I, i can relate to that i, I mean i understand that So uh, yeah uh, i mean can i just uh, add another point yeah, yeah 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 so i also want to stress that you know as children we are egocentric and that means we believe the world operates according to us so if our parents are good to us we believe we did something to deserve that love and if our parents for instance are disrespectful we believe we did something to deserve that too Mm-hmm. So if our caregivers kind of like ignore our needs, harm or hurt us, we may grow up believing something is wrong with us. We are not worthy of love or care. And as a child, we do anything to hold on to that attachment because it's crucial for our survival. Uh so we may ignore our needs, swallow our feelings, become extremely responsible at a young age, not ask for much, perfect other parts of us and perform so that you know we we want them to pay attention to us and we want to hold on to that attachment um and you can see many of these behaviors um play out in your adolescent and ad- adult years you'll do anything to be attached to in a relationship um mm-hmm. even if that means you know if your needs aren't being met because attachment trumps betrayal and harm at least when you're young Yeah, and yeah. you may grow up you know with that belief that attachment is the most important thing over anything else even self betrayal yeah 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 i agree with you like i would feel like in your childhood like if you aren't given uh, love by your parents or your caregivers you when you grow up you seem you sort of tend to look outwardly for love like that's why you're seeking uh, you know you like relationships a lot i feel that's one of the reasons good uh, yeah yeah so that's that yeah i mean i i think this is pretty interesting what you said i mean and yeah children who grow up for you know in less than adequate environments may also kind of reenact patterns of attachments so they may be drawn to people that are familiar and not necessarily healthy um so you know like an unavailable caregiver or an abusive caregiver you know they mm-hmm. may be drawn to these kind of familiar patterns and that's mm-hmm. because there's a deep unconscious urge to correct and solve these early attachment difficulties you may notice that your partner has similar characteristics to like i said a controlling or unavailable caregiver and this arouses your attachment system and we may confuse that for love um your unconscious kind of wants to get it right this time is actually saying it's it's we marry our unfinished business yeah yeah i mean i agree with that i actually do oh yeah no i don't think we did actually Makes a lot of sense. It takes a little while to settle in because you know yeah. you don't want to think that your partners, uh, you know, resemble, let's say, unhealthy caregivers, but uh, yeah, they sometimes so. do. Yeah, that's actually true. Ah, uh, well, um, okay. So I read something on Instagram, and hmm. it goes: authentic love can be unconditional and still require reciprocity. I hope that's how you pronounce it. 
your love for your partner like for example if you're in a relationship your love for your partner is unconditional and you so you condition yourself to believe that you know uh, whatever wrong they do is not really uh, very big or you know it's not that wrong also that you need to sort of speak to them about it or uh, you know uh, leave them if it's something really bad or all of that but you just uh, sort of accept it because you feel the love that you have for them is unconditional and then mm. that's when so you're looking for a place of security safety and validation where it doesn't exist like mm. that's what it means so i feel that is a very toxic relationship like anyone who would tell me that they love their partner unconditionally i think that's a very toxic relationship because uh because then you just give in to their bullshit like you know they'll mm. they do anything to you and you're just sad they're like no nah, man i i got to spend the rest of my uh, <laughs> life with this guy this girl i think i'll, I'll take it you know i think uh, is this is this a little something you know is this one day or is this one bad day that he's had uh, people did like so, uh, like for example if i'm the guy and if my girlfriend has done something to me i think like if i and if i will if i said i unconditionally love her i would probably throw off my own emotions i would avoid it i was like uh, you know what he's ha- she's having a bad day maybe my problems are nothing in front of us and then you know you just gaslighting yourself and so i feel it's really toxic and i feel like anyone in this kind of this is again this is my personal opinion i of feel course. anyone in this kind of a relationship if they feel that these are the things that are happening to them i think it's a sign that they need to take action like they need to talk about it uh, i wouldn't say directly break up like like if it's a serious relationship i wouldn't say just break up but you need to really think what you're um, in for hmm okay i mean i i refrain from kind of using labels uh, because like i said i mean through this post we have no idea of the context but like mm-hmm. just with the sentence i mean it's kind of relating to that idea you know that relationships are a constant interplay between independence and connection and you know that's when the idea of boundaries also comes in um it helps people become differentiated which is basically to recognize themselves as separate from others while having the capacity to remain connected i mean you can experience both autonomy and connection uh, in relationship and in love mm-hmm. but sometimes um you know we may not have these boundaries for many reasons and we lose ourselves in the relationship uh, mm-hmm. so we may agree to everything our partner says or do whatever they want to minimize the harm um you know that they do to us mm-hmm. um we have these very inflexible boundaries um one reason could be out of fear and we're scared you know if we were to exert a boundary how would we be received will the person leave us mm-hmm. um but it's really important to have them because it allows your needs to kind of be met in a safe and healthy way so yeah of course all these things are important i mean uh, i think it all stems to the larger idea of safety and when i'm talking about safety it's like physical safety with your body emotional safety for you to be able to express yourself mm-hmm. um and relational safety so the idea that you know 
your partner is committed to this relationship they're willing to put in the work uh, they'll show up uh, they're not going to abandon you if you say something a bit um, you know challenging mm-hmm. um, and they're not in it to kind of play games um, all these games that we play consciously or unconsciously especially the hard to get game it threatens uh-huh. safety and it may arouse our systems but it leads to us being insecure in these uh, dynamics Mm-hmm. um and i think the last thing about the needs being met you know we go into these dynamics and the more our needs are not met the more like let's say clingy or needy or uh, aroused we may become so it's it's a, it's i think it's called a dependence paradox where if you are able to meet your needs then you stop being that needy and it's it sounds very simple but it's yeah. a bit more complicated than that yeah. So I don't know about you know it being toxic but yeah these are definitely ingredients for a good relationship and none of these can be looked at you know in isolation right so if you were to conclude like what what is your view on unconditional love in like this one or two sentences what do you say one or two lines yeah okay i i'm, I'm just sorry i'm kind of um uh putting love and relationships i'm using them as the same terms of course they're very different mm-hmm. but love and relationships are hard work we are mm-hmm. human we are going to get shit wrong we're going to disappoint our partners we're going to hurt them they're going to hurt us mm-hmm. conflict is part of the human experience so instead of running away or numbing ourselves or chasing a fantasy um get curious and engage right well that's yeah thing i needed to hear that myself uh, <laughs> uh okay so also another thing that i did read was being in love with someone means there are two people who are willing to show up for each other and accept one another as imperfect do it also mean prioritizing safety and honoring each other's boundaries hmm do you agree with this or of course of course in? i think i spoke a little bit about all yeah. of this yeah oh yeah you you did uh i feel like uh, okay if you ask me i feel definitely i do agree with the first part but showing up for someone and you know always being them for the, uh, being there for them is uh, a little uh, you know it's not that great because like sometimes you don't really have the mental capacity to hear someone out all the time like you know like uh, say there's a person who's having a bad day and then they're just having a bad day every day and then just there are days that you can't hear them so you know just show it just being there for them all the time i feel that's um i i wouldn't agree with that i know the whole point of relationships is you know you always have to be there for your partner but what about the times when you yourself don't have the mental capacity like i, I don't <laughs> think that should be overlooked you know i mean i could be wrong because i'm 18 uh, i'm just uh, <laughs> i've barely been so in a proper, the world out <laughs> yeah i've barely been in a proper relationship so yeah i could be wrong but that's what i i i think of it no of course and uh, not to challenge you but uh, did, did they say the words always uh, you know show up or always be there i don't think the term always was there in the sentence so no no it's not that. i was just talking about in general like yeah. um i'm coming okay. from like um uh, yeah, so my generation my uh, okay, age okay. people you know they they uh, sort of believe that you should always be there for each uh, no, one another okay. yeah so sure uh, Yeah, no, I just think that's not so. Right. Yeah, that's that's not practical. 
to be very frank and i'm speaking from a like i said long term relationship and more than that i mean even just the idea like you said you some days you don't have the mental or physical capacity to be there mm-hmm. with the other but i think if you're communicating that and you know people may also have mental health concerns within a relationship or physical health concerns you know it may not allow you to be there also how you would like to or how the other person needs you to be there so this expectation itself is a bit unrealistic but i think you know what the idea is not always being there the idea is that you kind of communicate this and you're there on the days that you have the capacity to be there so i'm thinking of a really strange analogy i don't even know if it will make sense but you know like let's say you have a bunch of subjects and you're, you you're not going to be good at all the subjects but let's say you're really good at uh, math so you have the capacity to be at math and you do well um, for that subject but maybe physics you don't have the capacity and um that's okay like maybe your capacity is only 40 50% but you're able to even get that 40 50% Mm-hmm. um so i think it's just about like recognizing what your capacity is on certain days or certain times of the year or you know at whatever age you're in and communicating that with your partner and it's about largely it, i think the idea of showing up is just like dependence right like i can rely on this relationship i can depend on them right yeah okay so lastly i want to ask what according to you is important in a relationship hmm So I mean that's a tough question. <laughs> I don't think I can. I did say like the most important thing was um, was safety, uh, because only with safety can you really experience you know true intimacy and connection. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course we spoke about the ideas of boundary. But I'll give you you know separate from all of this, just like a personal preference also. Uh, humor. I really like humor in a relationship. Mm-hmm. To to make the other person laugh to enjoy the other person's company for you know just to keep it really fun keep it really light you know mm-hmm. 7 years later i'm still able to laugh every day in my relationship and i'd really really value that mhm fair what about you oh uh, i feel again i i i enjoy humor a lot like you know see uh, nowadays like you see this a lot on instagram and a lot of my own friends talk about this like you know if you don't have friends who are like talking about business ideas or are helping you grow in life and all then you should not be with them that is one part of it that's fair i understand what you're saying but i feel you don't always need to be serious in life like no no you I really don't, don't. <laughs> just like, me as a person who's older you really don't need to take life that seriously ha uh, exactly like i don't get even i get this so often like oh you're on a mental health podcast you should you shouldn't be playing video games <laughs> why i enjoy playing video games i'll play them so i just get this just random stuff so i feel like humor a simple relationship doesn't always have to be you know complex and serious and help okay helping each other grow as individuals definitely in the relationship yeah. for sure um respecting boundaries uh communication communication yeah communication right yeah even communication is really really important like I feel like that is probably like I would say like not exactly the foundation but yeah sort of the foundation of a relationship like without communication I think most relationships would probably end and you know uh, result in a lot of fight if there's no communication so yeah I think that, that according to me is what an ideal relationship would look like and uh, yeah i think uh, this is quite a good episode uh, to be fair i i learned a lot from you here and uh, i'm sure a lot of people would you know uh, 
get to learn quite a bit from this uh, different perspective for sure and yeah thank you for being with us uh, i enjoyed this one i really did and to everyone who's listening to there thank you for listening and i'll see you guys in the next episode <laughs>